Oh, it's your favorite time of the week. All your work is done, and it's time to relax. So come, grab some friends, and let's get lit and join the rotation. You are now in the rotation with Suncoast Normal. We are your host, your Suncoast Normal Executive Board, and we say it's time to legalize it. For four seconds, huh? For five four, seconds, five, okay. six. In that case, it is time to rip off the mask, get to the task, and jump into the rotation. It's Sunday, and it's time for the rotation. My name is Gary Stein. I am your political director of Suncoast Normal with my host of the most, Carlos Angel Armida. Hi, Gary. And Yo, that was, like, scary. Good. Wake up. <laughs> From the Beltway, our director, Chris Kano. Hi, Kano. And, and, and hello, hello. Today by uh, get, telling you a, a quick story. Now, folks, this is a joke that contains irony and satire, so please react accordingly. Anyway, so what I was saying. They won't get it. Well, I'm, I just put it in there ahead of time just to be on the safe side because uh, people are going to get a freak. But what I'm basically just, I was driving to Kissimmee last night to drop off some food to my daughter who's still waiting to come off a furlough. And uh, I noticed that my right headlight was out and it really kind of tried to freak me out for a while because I realized, you know, Ooh, it's, it's dark over, out. Yeah. It's dark out. I'm in Polk County oh, and shit. they can't tell I'm white. Ooh, yeah. Uh, I just felt maybe, you know, my white privilege was stripped from me. And I'm going to get pulled over. I mean, it, it, I felt so naked. And some of those guys, if they find out you're Jewish, that can't be good. <sighs> no, they haven't got to the Jews yet, but they, I'm certain <laughs> that, that, that they're, they're working on it. But they, but they definitely have gotten to people of color for many, many years. Yes. And uh, Chris, I mean, you're actually more on the Anglo side, but uh, you got uh, you got pulled over, correct? And you had your, your, the product that you're bringing to your dad? Yeah, yeah. Uh, my wife and I were talking about this yesterday. You know, it, 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 it you know, all the all the makings to have the complexion for the protection to be able to you know drive in a ford uh, suv uh you know uh, it was just tan colored you know so it, it there was nothing sticking out about the car with the exception of i had a bumper sticker that said sign the petition for amendment two ah oh, damn caught by your own politics <laughs> yeah Yep, incriminated by your own politics. So they pulled, <laughs> they pulled you over for just a bumper sticker. He pulled me over saying that my taillight was out. But what I noticed while I was handcuffed in the backseat of the car and they're towing my car away on the tow truck is both of the lights are working just fine. Huh. They just weren't working for you. No, they they apparently they worked just fine, Gary. Uh, I would say that you know that in itself, uh, you know, uh, cops got nothing better to do. Maybe he's behind on his quota for the month. You know, he needs a collar. You see someone with a legalized bumper sticker. It's probably an eighty to ninety percent chance you're going to catch him with some bud. And we worked hard in Hillsborough County to get a civil citation bill going. I remember it was at that particular morning over at City, City Hall, it was you, me, and <clears throat> Mike Minardi and a whole bunch of other folks went there and testified, and, and we got it done. But the one thing that we still had to deal with was that there was still officer discretion involved. And yeah. what does that mean? What, what tips the scales for an officer to decide whether he's going to arrest you or not arrest you? 
That is a very good question, Gary. And as long as we have racist cops on the police force, we're going to see a, a skew among certain demographics. Tampa Police Department was actually investigated by the federal government because their bicycle citation program, at one point, nine out of every 10 bicycle citation tickets were given to black males in the city. And wow. if you're telling me that 6% of the city's population makes up 90% of any crime, I'll tell you from a sociology and a social scientist standpoint, there is some type of inherent bias involved. It doesn't make sense. But we've been doing this for quite a few years. The war on drugs really started in the 70s and accelerated in the 80s with the Clinton administration. And, uh, and then, of course, they threw in the RICO laws in the 1980s that, that uh, made people who were caught with maybe an ounce or so end up getting, getting 25 years in prison, sometimes even life. Yeah. <clears throat> so we've had to deal with this for a long time. And it is actually good things that um, <clears throat> this next week, <clears throat> if, um, during the, uh, thank you, <laughs> during one of the uh, Judiciary Committee meetings, which is headed by a senator, they're actually going to be taking up Senator Bracey's cannabis uh, offense expungement law. And this is at a time when they were telling us we're not going to be hearing any bills this next this current recession because we're so busy with COVID and trying to knock down rioters by making everybody a deputized vigilante. You know, these, these little things. But there actually is a bill that was written by Bracey uh, for expungement that is coming up and will be actually heard on Monday at uh, 3.30 in the afternoon in, uh, in the Knotts building. So you can actually watch it on the Florida Channel and all that bit. It's a pretty straightforward bill although they, they put an amendment to tweak a couple things basically if you were caught a couple years ago with uh, 40 uh, 20 grams or less and you served your time and you've done all your um, probation so that you're no longer under supervision then you can put out a petition to apply to have your record expunged all those things that would hold you back for so many things including college scholarships and loans and other things that would drag you for the rest of your life it's about time they, they've come to the realization that a non-violent offense like possession should not dog you for the rest of your life it's a shame that we actually have to be in committee to actually talk about this it should have been just done here's my thing though because i mean i've been arrested twice for cannabis possession and i've actually already had my record expunged and um you know uh, and you only really get one shot at that right like so what's gonna happen to me did i already lose my shot at expungement well you you don't if, if your record's already been expunged there's nothing to worry about that well then but but i've lost my expungement what if i get arrested for something else what if i'm you know become a mushroom advocate and you know <laughs> get caught with mushrooms in a, in a in a plastic bag or something like that you know like it's not like everything in my life is legit Gary, well, here, here's the deal. I mean, we everybody are gets one, Carlos. That's the rule of the universe. Everybody gets one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I mean, if so, everybody else is going to get their record expunged. But you know, like I don't get my expungement back. Should I? Can I get my expungement back? Well, actually, you have to commit a crime to have it expunged. Oh. So here's the deal. Don't do a crime. That is basically oh. it. I mean, there there are ways. We have put in place over these last four years, and we worked real hard to do it, to make this legal. And, of course, there, there have been those in Tallahassee who find a, a robust regulation far more in their comfort zone than for us to have full freedom with what, with what we should have for the same thing we have for alcohol. If you're actually carrying two or three bottles of, of vodka you have not opened up in your back seat, you're not going to get arrested for it. 
But if you happen to have two or three ace in your back seat that, that, that aren't marked from MMTC, you will get arrested. And yet you're not you're not imbibing. You're just transporting possibly just to go straight from home. And that's the thing, too. I mean, if the 10 percent THC cap passes, you can't expect me to get my medicine from MMTC. I'm going to be forced to go back to the black market. Look at all the comments we've had so far today about how, you know, this if this cap passes. So, like, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know. OK, People, Joshua, it is true. Uh, last I heard, we are on, on the Anglo side. <laughs> we, 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 are, we are people of faded color that is basically what we are <clears throat> but however i think i mean we in could read we the age could. of intelligence and empathy i would say that we do understand what being racially profiled means even if it doesn't happen to us i wouldn't say that we understand but we can look at statistics and acknowledge that it's there you know well, that's, if, that's it, if any of my teammates from high school are watching, they can attest to how many times me as the driver was pulled over as we were going somewhere because I was a, I was I had a car. You know, my, my uncle uh, graduated medical school. He, you know, he bought a new car and he gave me his car uh, when I was 15. So I, I had a car from a very young age. I did all the driving uh, around, you know, in high school among my friends. And I, we were, we've been pulled over in multiple counties, multiple cities, and, you know. And, and, and so, you know, as far as, yes, I personally do not know what it's like to be racially profiled and pulled over but i know what it's like when all your other friends in the car are the reason that you're getting pulled over and it's not right it's not sat right with me since i was a kid and it doesn't sit right with me now that we have bias in policing the way we do and then you know cannabis prohibition has been used as a policy in this country for over 80 years um i don't know if anybody saw the recent hulu documentary about billy holiday but they talk about how um you know anybody who was standing up for civil rights and people of color standing up for civil rights during the Jim Crow era, uh, you know, were, their drug use was something that the Feds wanted to popularize, criminalize. They put Louis Armstrong in jail for, for smoking reefer. You know, I'm looking, I'm looking at the bill they were asking about whether it's really expensive to be expunged. I don't see a fee in here, but there is a fee bill that's attached to it. And I don't have the information on that bill to, to say what the fees are. I mean, expungements as it stands right now is pretty expensive. How much? Did That's you pay? what I, I can't remember. But I had to hire a lawyer. I had to have court time. I, I had well, fees that I had to pay. If you um, do the paperwork yourself, it's only like seventy-five bucks. It's only but, like seventy-five bucks. But but that's the whole key. It's like you can't screw up on that type of paperwork, right? You no, like, yeah. you can't make a single mistake. You don't screw up on, on legal paperwork and your taxes. Those are the two things that in this country, if you screw up on, it's going to, it can cost you your freedom. It can cost you a lot. You know, it, what they say, death and taxes, the only two things that are certain, Uncle Sam will get theirs. <laughs> so. Well, I don't know, man. They definitely got mine in the first expungement, and now everybody else is going to get their shit expunged for free. I'm, I'm just upset. I just had all the fucking, the, I, I don't know. I lost my I lost my expungement. I shouldn't have even gotten arrested in the first place. I can find it for you. <laughs> <laughs> now it, it has been what, how many how many minutes we into the show now? How many minutes have we been doing it? How many, how many minutes in the show are we now? Eleven. We're like fifteen minutes. minutes. That's it. Look, yeah. That's yeah. And how many uh, comments have we gotten so far about the cap? Um, a lot. Do you think they want to hear us talk about the cap? I think so. <laughs> 
okay. I'm struggling to put them up all. I, I'm putting up stuff about us being racists on the street. <laughs> you are a racist. You keep on using that marijuana word. <laughs> you're and racist you, for telling and you a don't Latino spell it with not an H, to. Like a, like, a, like a real American. You're, you're racist for telling a Latino not to use a Spanish word. And you're a Latino? I am a gringo Latino. Ah, there you go. <laughs> you you got to get the adjective right. That's important. <laughs> I got, okay, so I got, T- some, I got, got some very good Afro-Cuban friends, and they really know how to carry a beat. TAC cap, where are we at, Gary? By the way, Johnny Pacheco passed away at uh-huh. 85 weeks. Find you all-stars, they're my favorites and all that kind of stuff. So we we, we continue on, but uh, anyways. Yeah, where are we at? It that was stuck to, in my head along with Ferry Cross the Mersey. For some reason, it's stuck in my head. Uh, we're, we're, <laughs> come on, Gary. Let's talk about the cat, man. <laughs> What are you medicated on this morning, Gary? Because your mind is everywhere. We just want to know. It's a new uh, nitro cold brew uh, chocolate stout from uh, hey, Dunkin' Donuts. We, we both got Dunkin' Donuts. And, and, and a fair amount of dosy dough last night, but I think, which I think is still hanging Ah, so, okay. it's, so a, it's a Dunkin' Donuts with a dosy dough. Got there it. There you go. Uh, so, so let, a musical, did let's, let, let's do this. All right. It passed the committee, right? It passed the House committee. It passed the House Committee, and that was yeah. a show of shit. A show of shit. <laughs> Essentially. And uh, uh, the representative who brought the bill out, uh, Representative Spencer Roach, who, who is a veteran, has been now for what, two terms now, he did an amazing amount of bullshit uh, uh, in, in front of the testimony thing. You know, Lauren Book, Senator Lauren Book, put out a bill last year or year before saying that if you lie in, t- in testimony, you can be held liable. Nobody was taking notes with a cop right next to him. I, I think um, Rep. Rep. Roach got away with his uh, white privilege as far as that's concerned because there was so many, let's just say, uh, non-verital items <laughs> in his in his speech. We used to say lies, but I guess in the last four years, people stopped using that word because it became too uh, too used too often. Gary, I, b- I believe the, the the Florida GOP they're they're going is not lies; it's alternative facts. That's the way it is, and, and coming from an alternative universe. Basically, it, this was the deal. He came up there saying, you know, we have to, to worry about the kids. We have to worry about adults because all this psychosis is coming on because Bertha, Bertha Madras has told us about all this psychosis and how young men, young minds are being twisted and, and exploded by cannabis. And, and as the process, the process of the testimony went on, as the facts were added on that were obviously fake, you finally came at the end of the conversation to what his real motivation is. And basically he said, people in Florida are abusing this cannabis program that we created. Doctors are getting rich by uh, prescribing or recommending too many milligrams of THC. And as Mm. far as people are concerned, they're drug seekers just seeking to get high. Really? Mm Mm-hmm. And half, that, a mi- half a million Floridians are, are, are just a bunch of junkies. That was basically his testimony. Now, realize, of course, the half a million are just the ones who are actually in the registry. Those people who decided they did not want to get a card, who did not want to have their name on a, on a, uh, on a list in Shame. Tallahassee that the police also have access to, access to if necessary. Uh, people who did not want to have to pay doctors and the fees and things of that sort to get a medical card. There is obviously a heck of a lot more than 500,000 patients here in the state of Florida. That's only 2.5% of the population. If you look at all the various states that have medical cannabis, they, they, a population that has, that it has medical licenses usually ranges between 6 and 10%. So we have a long way to go before we mm. have to register everybody. 
who needs so to we're not paid. even seeing national benchmarks when it comes to actual numbers of patients that are typically have chronic debilitating medical conditions that's right now oklahoma and i love talking about oklahoma because of that it is a conservative state with a highly liberal cannabis program they actually met 10 percent saturation in two years when, when, wow. when they got their program going and people people found it to be very easy to be uh, to do and it's amazing but arrests have gone down tremendously in oklahoma because there's nothing to arrest them for. People are obeying the law because it's so easy to obey the law. You make the law hard, you're going to have more people who are going to be scofflaws because they, they find it, you know, they go for the easiest path. And for a lot of people, meeting their guy on the corner or the guy on Instagram who, who gives you a drop point or whatever else goes on this days, day and age, that is still easier for some folks than to you know, get, the car, get, get to the MMTC and pay the, the prices that we have here. We were just discussing before the, the show started how Florida's prices are pretty much higher than, than most folks in the country right now. Yo, a gram for rosin. I mean, 90, $95 for a gram of rosin. Crazy. Yeah, Planet 13 uh, Crazy. actually had a- at $95? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like guys, $5, uh, $5 away from a C-note, $5 away <laughs> from a Benjamin Franklin. Do you mean to tell me that it takes a whole Benjamin to get a gram of rosin in the legal market right now? Yo, yeah, it does. And with this cap, which yeah. will caps flower at 10% and concentrate at 60%, you will find folks who are patients who may find themselves switching to concentrate just to try to to budget themselves to have enough to take care of their medicine. We've heard the expression uh, prescription strength all the time on the ads on TV. What the heck does that mean? Well, usually it means that <clears throat> if you actually have a condition that you're treating, Strong. you're going to need something stronger than what you can get at the Walgreens on the corner there. You need something more than just over-the-counter strength. You need prescription strength because you actually have an illness that you're working on. And yet, Representative Roche basically portrays people in Florida not as patients, but basically as folks in an adult use program who are just seeking out the best price and they're upset that they're going to have to buy more if they cut, cut the, 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 uh, the THC 10%. But here's, here's the deal, Rep Roach. They're not going after the higher THC because of the fact they want to get higher. It's because they want to get weller. They want to get over their disease, be it cancer. And they, they say, well, don't worry, we have a, a carve out you can, if you're terminal. You can have the higher THC. Well, isn't that nice? You have to be deemed terminal, which means that you are stage four, not stage three or stage two on cancer, because those aren't necessarily terminal. You have to be deemed terminal. And at that point in time, it may be too late for your cannabis to work correctly. Always, always prevention and, and early de de detection of everything you've heard that on, on cancer is critical to survival. If you have to wait until you're deemed terminal, you may end up too late. And here's my thing about the kids, man. They're always trying to talk about the kids, bro. And like, the okay, so two things about it, right? First off, the whole thing about cannabis developing psychosis. We talked about that quite a bit on the show. More of a chance of getting psychosis if your mom and dad had it and it runs in your family, right? Second, right? Uh, the whole study, it comes up sometimes where it's like in developing brains, like teenagers and whatnot, if they smoke weed at like when they're like 16 or on, like you have to be a fully developed adult to start smoking weed. So it doesn't d damage any brain development. By fully adult developed, you mean over five foot three? Uh, I don't. Uh, how tall are you, Gary? Five foot three. <laughs> <laughs> so, so here's the thing, though. It's like from what I know about cannabis, right? 
it should and cannabinoids and the endocannabinoid system and well the human body and its development it shouldn't really like actually more cannabis should be helpful in the development of the brain and i don't know i mean i don't know if anybody can put in the comments about whether or not that study is bullshit or they know anything about or if you guys know anything about that study being bullshit but I really think we should be giving more cannabis to our kids, believe it or not. Like that might sound like a shocking statement, but I really think our children for their future, they need more weed. I mean, there was, there was a seminal study that came out of Jamaica in the 1960s, a woman who was, who was doing work for, I believe it was um, Peace Corps or something to that effect who was working with, with the kids in Jamaica. She was having a hard time finding, mothers who were not using cannabis during pregnancy actually to get the control group but eventually she got to get got the control group together and the group that is was was uh, using cannabis during pregnancy and then follow those kids for 12 years and they found that the kids from moms who used cannabis during pregnancy and on forward actually the kids thrived better mm-hmm. than, than those mothers who were not on there and in part it may have been because of the that the moms were just of better health Usually the health of the baby is denoted by the health of the mom and the health of that, her mom and the health of her mom. That's why we have a multi-generational effect. And also if you look at like, you know, the the children that breastfeed do better, right? Just generally, right? And the the fact that there's endocannabinoids that the mother is actually passing cannabinoids onto the baby when she's breastfeeding. That's why the baby looks high after it you know it, it feeds because it but but that that's the thing dude it's like it, it, it we're using cannabinoids already endocannabinoids within ourselves right is we believe already that there with a deficiency in those endocannabinoids are causing issues to the brain i think that the problem is, is that our children aren't getting enough cannabinoids to their brain and in, in brain development. This uh, this roach guy does not know what he's talking about when it comes to the human body, and that is absolutely prevalent in everything he says. Well, Carlos, I, I, you know, you hit that on the head. Um, cannabinoids exist in breast milk, naturally produced by the human body, it's and. A you know, Gary, Gary, in his book that he wrote, The Great Vegan Hope, Gary, I remember it reading in your book, um, you know, the fact that hemp is no longer used as a food stock in the American agricultural sector, in particular in our, our meat farms, whether it's, yep. uh, you know, sheep uh, or, or cows or chickens, you know, pigs. The fact that hemp is not part of their foodstuffs means that cannabinoids were not making it into our animal proteins at sufficient quantities. And we see, in, in, at, you know, a, a change of that in the American diet, in the American health uh, system. And I, I want to go back to the study in Jamaica that you mentioned, because in the study, they sh- it was shown there were no significant differences between, uh, you know, uh, infants exposed in the womb to cannabis and, and those that weren't uh, uh, by day three. And at one month, they showed that that babies that have been exposed to cannabis showed better physiological stability and required, you know, less facilitation to, you know, to, to get the baby's attention. And, and then the ones who had mothers who were among the heaviest cannabis users uh, had better scores on their their uh, autonomic stability, the quality of their alertness. They were less irritable babies. They were, you know, they had better self-regulation. And even their nannies and their caregivers said that they were better babies. So, you know, if 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 cannabinoids are a vital part 
of the human immune system. If it's something that's produced by our bodies and cannabis helps fill that gap. Essentially, what we're saying is that marijuana is a medicine, a vitamin, if you will. And that's why we see so many health products now being pushed throughout the legal market as nutritional supplements, as dietary supplements. And Carlos, you have a, a wide variety of those products, not only for humans, but also for pets, because the cannabinoid system also exists in anything that essentially has a spine. Fish you know, have it. Dogs have it. Got CBD for horses once. <laughs> yeah, you have CBD for horses. We we almost bought it. We, uh, we figured that there wasn't a big demographic for horses in Ybor City. No, no, no. Like there, there's CBD for horses. Is what I'm trying to say. Like there's kind of people that have companies that are are making money because they sell CBD for horses. You know, yeah. Like there's CBD for cats, dogs. There's any animal, like you were saying. Yeah, uh, my dog, uh, you know, he he's 10 years old. He's an American bulldog. Their breed tends to um, have hip dysplasia as a common ailment as they get older. And and he has the early signs of it. Well, you know, uh, you can even see the muscle loss on his hind. And, and you can see how he was getting smaller and smaller. I, I got the, the um, CBD from you, Carlos, at Chillum. I put it on his food for a whole month. And his muscle mass is back. He's a healthier dog again. He's up moving around. He runs around. He, I mean, he has a, a, a you know, two-year-old sister who drives him crazy, uh, who's bigger than him. But the fact is, is that I saw it in my own pet uh, get better by, by administering, you know, cannabinoids to him. And this was something that came up in Nevada several years ago. Their legislature, some of their more liberal legislators, wanted to put up a bill to allow pet access to their medical marijuana system. You know, uh, think about all the people who have dogs with cancers in uh, in cats. Um, you know, people in America love their pets. Um, and my wife always says to me, uh, America loves babies and puppies. And the, and the <laughs> fact is, is that people will break their backs uh, for them. I, I mean, people are even having ridiculous arguments on social media now as to why they're not getting a stimulus check for their fur babies. Well, <laughs> shit, know? man, you actually just reminded me of something that actually ties everything together because we have uh, Giselle down in Miami who has Bruno, who um, for Bruno, yeah. So so Bruno has a severe form of epilepsy and mm -hmm. tons of seizures all the time. Cannabis is the only thing that helps, and in the process of figuring out that cannabis is the only thing that helps, doctors were actually trying to prescribe veterinary medicine to Bruno. So, so here's, here's the thing that going back to the THC cap, we have doctors in Florida that are already trying to get more cannabinoids to five-year-old kids because they have debilitating conditions of the mind. Well, you know, uh, we have to out of college, uh, while of the brain, excuse me, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> Right after I got out of college, I, I did a, a stint with a company called Park Davis, and I, and I would be what was called a detail man. I used to go to de various doctor's offices and recommend the, the products they had there. And I found sometimes the only way to get into a doctor's office is to give them a, a, a supply of Dilantin for their dogs, especially poodles, because at that point in time, um, it, it, that is what they was they were giving to dogs for for epilepsy. Which was the dilatin, which was one of the standards for for people at that point in time too, didn't work that well. But if you take a look at, at just medical statistics, you will find that the incidence of epilepsy, the incidence of cancer, and the incidence of a whole other other diseases actually increased tenfold after the turn of the century, starting in the 1930s. What a surprise! 
it's about the same time when they started taking cannabis out of the food the food stock out of the food cycle then we all started getting these these diseases and things of that sort and ben pets deteriorated too because we make their food for them and a lot of them aren't going out there foraging for themselves and that's basically where, where we stand so 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 this whole the tac cap it's passed a committee oh you were talking about that now it's got yeah <laughs> it, it's got it's got to go through uh it, it's still, that doesn't mean it's past the house right yeah yeah people were started freaking out uh, on uh monday tuesday night after it passed the first uh committee but let's let's be certain it has three committees it has to go through three committees this this was the first one the next okay. one is healthcare appropriations and after that appropriations and the next healthcare appropriations scheduled meeting is this wednesday and there's been a no agenda posted so far so we don't know if it's going to be on that agenda okay and so I, I think if it's of any, any heartening at all is that on the senate side uh the first uh committee of record is supposed to be ju a judiciary and judiciary has already had i think four or five meetings so far just so since the beginning of the uh the session and this one coming up on monday the expungement bill is on the agenda but the cap bill is not and yet over in the house you could tell it's trying to be fast-paced to get it to get it ahead of everything else possibly mm -hmm. to create a diversion away from the hb1 riot control bill which is a very poss good possibility because politics is all about pr and about buzz and things of that sort and if you can move everybody's attention to another bill that they can get angry about they might not notice what you're slipping in behind them and it happens a lot and what's the possibility that it goes through like the senate if it if it even gets to that like the senate traditionally has like just striked this down like all the time right so like the senate time. has been this the of uh, the fall point to the cap over, uh, for the last two years uh and in, in both cases it was actually when it got to the floor at that point in time they died well, those, those things died in messages well, Gary, let's be clear about something, though. In, in the last election, um, you know, if, if we're going to talk about the, the makeup of the Florida legislature, you can't ignore the partisan politics of it. Everything about Tallahassee is partisan. And the Democrats actually lost seats in the last election here locally yep. in the state of Florida. So, you know, and in, in, it's not like you're getting these libertarian minded Republicans like Jeff Brandis getting uh, elected up there. You're getting more and more of the, um, you know, the, the very conservative, you know, uh, Bible thumpers, if you will, who, you know, will look at cannabis as the devil's lettuce. And that's a concern for a lot of oh, folks, yeah. you know, we, uh, it's it's not right to see more and more prohibitionists getting elected. And that's why I say to my Republican friends, our Republican viewers, those folks who are conservative watching, you have so much power in the state of Florida in your primaries by helping eliminate prohibitionists, because this, again, is not a Democratic or Republican issue. Uh, it, it, cannabis is a green issue. The reason it stays illegal is because of money and because of the corruption in our politics and the corruption in our criminal justice system. Now, uh, as I mentioned to some, several people last year, week and this week, and also a couple of other columns that I wrote, a lot of times politicians, their impetus for filing bills and for promoting bills can often have a lot to do with who is donating to their campaigns. And it is, I would say, an unofficial quid pro quo, perhaps, you know, uh, it's called an envelope and a wink kind of situation. Uh, so. We, we I worked in Tallahassee. I, I've seen those envelopes get slid into those pockets. I, yeah, I kid get, you not, man. 
I can't those parties with the, with the free beer with the free beers and the envelopes being passed around. Oh exactly. man, and at and at those parties, there it was wild. I remember I was at one of those parties. I saw the envelopes being passed around in, in the jackets, and I was eating the shrimp at the buffet. You know, fat guys gotta levitate towards the buffet. There's free shrimp. They got good shrimp. Yeah, I love it. And and, 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 and I feel a tap. I feel a tap on my leg. And I was like, well, who's tapping me? I looked down. There's a penguin at the party. And the penguin's asking me for a shrimp from the buffet. Oh, he wasn't asking you for a donation? No, but the fact that we're at a party and they got live penguins walking around the backyard. There's envelopes being changed. There's multiple open bars. It's 28 degrees outside in February, but they got heaters everywhere. And you see the most powerful, most movers and shakers throughout Tallahassee from both parties and industry, to be clear, and industry, uh, just shaking hands and see those envelopes uh, moving back and forth. It is no wonder why we, the people, can at 71% of the populace, the electorate, if if you will vote for amendment two, support medical cannabis. And then we see our politicians doing something totally different for the past five years. It is infuriating to no end as a red blooded American who believes in this country, in our process to see it perverted the way it has. And the fact is, is that, you know, we, the people are the only ones who can do anything about it. And, and that's why we need each and every one of you all uh, who are listening, who are commenting, who are tuning in to get involved into the political process. Contact your state representative, contact your state senator, tell them to vote no on the TAC cap bill. Tell the call the committee chairmen and tell them don't let it see the light of day. I said this earlier today on another radio show. Uh, you know, there are some great bills that Gary has had a, a personal hand in writing, that I've had a hand in writing, that our, our, our other normal chapters have been pushing through, other great nonprofits out there, like Minorities for Medical Marijuana, that have been working towards expanding our medical marijuana system to make it better, expanding qualifying conditions, making sure that veterans don't have to pay for a medical marijuana ID card, ensuring that patients have a bill of rights where you're not evicted from your housing or precluded from a job because you're a medical marijuana patient. And those bills are not seeing the light of day. Those bills are not getting hearings. Our employment protection bill, uh, you know, uh, the, the good Senator Ray Rodriguez, who is the Senate sponsor of this THC cap bill, won't, won't let employment protection see the light of day, but he's willing to move THC caps forward. Uh, that that in itself, I, I can't I can't support that type of, of politics in any way, shape or form, regardless of what party it's coming out of. Yeah, these bills are not dead, mind you. There's other um, strategies you can use, including amending a bill that's already going through with, with, with a strong amount of support and trying to get it in. Now, as we saw this last Tuesday, a lot of times people who put, try to put bills onto amendments that are uh, of bills that are bad, but they're trying to make better and they're not of the same party will often hear their amendment being called unfriendly. And people were outraged by this term, but it's, it's basically a legal term, which means it was not done with the approval of the person who wrote the bill. And uh, in this particular instance, all the amendments that came through, including adding sickle cell anemia uh, as a qualifying condition, adding cocaine dependent, uh, opiate co dependency, uh, and also dropping the cap, and all the other things, those things were just auto automatically called unfriendly and were automatically voted down by everybody except for, by all, a uh, little surprising was uh, Representative Killebrew from, uh, from Polk County who actually voted in favor of the amendments, but he did vote in favor of the bill. And so the bill did, did pass. Uh, I just want to uh, bring out a, a little piece of paper here that I, I printed up before I left. Um, now, again, we can't say for certain that a person who donates a contribution to a, a uh, 
particular representative is going to get their way. Okay, they don't always change the, uh, the the course of of the legislation. But I wouldn't want to take a look at what who are the people who actually uh, gave contributions to uh, Representative Roche. I'm only going to look at the ones that are over a thousand dollars, and you get things like like GeoCare. Now, GeoCare happens to be the people who are in charge of the um, the, the, the private uh, in, uh, prison industry. I don't know why they call it care. I think it should just drop that word and be a little more honest about it. It's just geo. It's just, just the prison industry. And, uh, well, who else do we have here besides uh, beer distributors? He actually sponsored a bill a couple of years ago that prevented people who had home breweries from being able to sell their product on consignment to breweries and bars. Uh, so I guess that would mean that the, the legal uh, alcohol industry would actually get more business. It sounds like that would be that way. HCA East, HCA North, that's the uh, Gray Robinson. Uh, There's a lot of uh, lobbyists here who actually um, uh, take care of the, uh, a lot of the prohibitionist industries. And of course there is various pharmaceutical industries as well. I love the Trump Republican club. They're always around when you need them there. There's geo group as well. And, be- Suncoast beverage sales, a lot of alcohol industries, pharmaceutical industries, people who are involved in the treatment industry. These are the things that uh, can tip how a, rep- a representative actually puts in legislation. Now, interesting, one of the things that Rep. Uh, Spencer Roach did during his thing, is said, he said, we need to be concerned about the children. We need to be concerned the kids. about the health of our kids. Now, in 2020, when there was what is called the T21 bill, which was going to make the uh, minimum age to buy tobacco at 21, uh, actually, uh, Roche was involved in very heavily in a, in a conversation to carve out an exception for veterans. So those in the armed forces and those who are already veterans can buy tobacco at age 18. Now, doesn't that kind of like uh, negate his whole concern over the health of our youth when he's saying we should allow our more of our, of our youth to be able to smoke tobacco because that's so much better for them. It's <laughs> hypocritical. And this coming from my tobacco, trust me, I guys, I know I was head of the, uh, I also maintain a tobacco license for my business <laughs> just to be able to support your habit. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, I stopped selling cigarettes. I just got it for the blunts. Oh, there you go. I just want to sell tobacco leaves to put blunts. cannabinoids that, in. That sounds like a like a segue, Chris. What do you think? He mentioned blunts. Well, I would say this much. Uh, there's been a lot of discussion, you know, around the 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 board uh, table as to which of us on the Suncoast Normal Board can roll the best blunt. I and yeah, Carlos says he can. You know, uh, 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 you know, our, our comms director say he can. You know, uh, Gary, uh, you you seem to be a, 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 a you, you seem to be a modern space age uh, 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 toker. You, you like the vape pens, I see. You know, so, I, I do like uh, the vape pens. However, I, I do I mean I do roll, and that's the way I roll. <laughs> well, you know, I would say I, this I much. I love packing cones. I, th- I think packing cones is is a, is a fun little activity you can do while while, while doing some Netflix and chill kind of thing. Yeah, packing cones can be therapeutic, and, and the fact is, is that I know that this is a discussion that comes up among circles of friends all the time who, who partake in cannabis together. Who can roll the best blunts? In some circles, there's a designated blunt roller. You're like, oh, you know, it's already decided. Well, you know what? We want to decide here and now in our own community who can roll the best blunt in the bay. 
So we are going to have a competition, a 420 celebration, the weekend before 420 on April the 16th. It's a Friday evening at Chillum. We're going to have the best blunt in the Bay rolling competition. If you think you got the chops to be crowned best blunt in the Bay, to be the best roller that there is out there, come on down. You can enter into the contest and be crowned that. If you want to be a judge, if you have more discriminating tastes and you want to be a part of that, we have judges passes available as well. You can go on to suncoastnormal.org, get all the event details and register to either be a competitor uh, or become a judge. And for our Suncoast Normal members out there, it is free general admission for you to come in. That is a membership benefit. Um, and, and for anybody who does want to uh, come and, and join, and, and you can become a member of Sun Coast Normal. You can purchase a, a, a general admission membership ticket, which comes with an annual uh, one-year membership to our chapter. Uh, again, this is going to be an amazing event. You don't want to miss it. Members get in free. So come on down to Chillum April 16th for the best blood in the Bay competition. Is this is this event going to have a backyard vibe to it? It's totally going to have a backyard vibe to it. And I got I got to admit, I think it's honorable that you guys think that I should not enter the contest because already being the best blunt roller in Florida and, and then being it Cuban just wouldn't and, be and fair or city. Yeah, to, kind of, uh, to, <laughs> you're kind of a ringer. It, it just <laughs> wouldn't be fair to the rest of the Bay to have the best blunt roller in Florida enter this competition because you uh -huh. guys are all suck at rolling blunts. Yeah, the, me. The, the tarantula method, they named it after after Carlos. What is no. that? Ebor City is the home of cigar rolling. There are some of the best blunt rollers in the history of history that have been around here in Ebor City. My grandmother used to tell me this all the time. It's been about a year since she passed, and I, I, Nani, I miss you so much. But I, I took those words to heart. Uh, one day she said, "You look, I've been rolling blunts longer than you've been alive." <laughs> and so, uh, a sh shout out to my grandmother, and, and you know, one of the the best blunt rollers of all time. It was uh, since passed away. I wish she was still with us, Carlos. I would put you head up with her any day. Uh, you know, West Ham and Ebor City would represent this competition. You're not understanding though, because like rolling a cigar and rolling a blunt, two different things. Two different things. Yeah, you tend to not use tobacco in a blunt. Well, there's there's the the tobacco leaf, but you know, yes. rolling that leaf around the sticky, yeah, and understanding the the densities and the humidity and the the, yeah, the yeah. you know, understanding how the blunt needs to be rolled, and you know, I've been rolling blunts since you know the big ass Dutch masters since before. <laughs> Bro. The big one. All the El Presidentes. You you have to understand all these fools rolling backwards out here. I used to have to make a backwood by cutting down a freaking giant blunt leaf because that's all I had. You know, yeah, or, or or the grape blunt wraps, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> or mint or whatever, whatever it works. But you you left out some of the best things that you, you don't forget when you become a member of uh, uh, Sun Coast Normal, you get this really neat gold pin that if you put oh, on yeah. your jacket or on your coat and you go into the supermarket and people ask you, "Hey, I like your pin," then you can say, "Yeah, yeah, well, I want to know where I got it." Let's zoom in on Kano there. 
There, there you, you go. go. And you get this. Gen- and what else will you get, Bob? What else? You get, get that uh, membership card. There you go. <laughs> this genuine Suncoast normal mask. To let people know exactly where you came from. The other day I was at the uh, Strawberry Festival in Plant City because uh, uh, the wife, who's kind of down for the count right now uh, with a hip replacement, was, said, I need my strawberries and my strawberry milkshake and my strawberry shortcake and my strawberry yada, yada, yada. So she gave me a list. <clears throat> I drove down to Plant City. And I walked around with my Suncoast normal mask on from Plant City because uh, (laughs) people were just saying, it's a glitch in the wow, you're from Suncoast normal. Let's talk because people are concerned. People are interested and people in Representative Roche's district are concerned over what he's doing to their medicine. So. Uh, this possibly this Wednesday, or possibly a bit later, the next se- the next uh, committee meeting for this in the House is going to happen, and we need to have our ducks in the row. If you want to testify, you can. If you want to go ahead and just get online and fill out a form and saying that you um, w- do not support the bill, you can do that as well and, and not actually be here to testify. But you, we need to make certain that they know exactly how we feel about that, that the cost of this is far greater than any advantage they're thinking is actually going to uh, come from this bill. I'm not even certain what advantage I think there is because there is no study out there saying that if you lower THC, the amount of psychosis out there and mental disease drops. There is none, absolutely none. That, uh, that, so there, this 10% cap, it's an arbitrary number. It's a capricious uh, event. Yeah. They're just trying to fucking control you. That's yeah. all they're trying to do. Well, and, and and from the way that Roche talks, he obviously is not talking about patients. I don't think he has anything, any clue about what this does for patients because what he said is that you guys out there are basically drug seekers and uh, goddamn potheads. No, no, just drug seekers looking to get high, and and the doctors are looking to make, become rich. Well, first off, I don't have a problem with doctors making a decent living. I don't know why the representative Roche is worried about that. Doctors the average radiologist makes a heck of a lot more than the average cannabis doctor. I can guarantee you that. So as far as that being rich is concerned, they're, they're making no more money than the average doctor out there. There's that no, there's just no big sounds deal. like somebody who's just completely out of touch with reality because doctors are already rich. Like <laughs> doctors already make more money than most of the population of Florida. So how does this guy understand what's going on with Floridians? And that's it. And why would he pick on this particular specialty? There's no special medical specialty out there that is prohibited from advertising. Mm. But this is what this bill creates a situation, which is actually almost a first amendment, right? That they are not allowed to advertise their own business. Mm-hmm. And there's no other medical specialty that is banned from advertising. And in fact, is cannabis is legal in Florida for medicinal use. So therefore they are not it's advertising anything illegal. And so therefore there should not be a cap on DHC or a cap on physician advertising. That is just wrong. And there is just another a bad ev- effect of a, this particular bill. And it also says that uh, kids over the uh, 18, 20, have, I mean, under 18 rather, can only have CBD. They can ha- can't have THC at all. It has to be no more than 0.3. And again, there are kids out there with Crohn's disease that will need a heck of a lot more THC. We'll have to, I roughly have to go through more steps to get an exception from their doctor if they can get it at all. And, and of these things take time. And when, it, when you have Crohn's disease, time is not on your side. You have to make certain that you get treated, treated on a regular basis to take care of that. <sighs> I get exacerbated. But that is where we are. We have a good bill coming up on Monday. 
pay attention to it in regards to its expungement. I think it's something which is desperately needed. And I, I'm hoping that will go through. The cat bill is still going through on the house side right now. We need to make sure we knock that sucker yeah, down. Even though I was knocking the expungement thing, you know, like there's still a lot of people who benefit, you know. Yeah, for those folks who say, why do I have to wait to get, to, get, to get expunged? There are people who have this on the records for decades. And it has destroyed them for decades. But Gary, there are people still in jail for decades over this well, plan. Absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. So, and we'll so, yeah, guys, I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on. So, I mean, are we fucked or not? Well, you know, and here's the thing. Yes. Okay. When, when it comes to our politics, we're, we're in a lot of trouble. You know, um, yeah. it, it is going to be literally a handful of individuals that are going to decide whether or not this goes through. It could come down to one or two committee chairmen, uh, you know, and then, of course, the Speaker of the House and the President of the Senate. Um, you know, there are law, there are rules that say, you know, a bill technically only has to go through one committee and then the Speaker or the President of the Senate can then expedite it to the floor. So, you know, there is still the possibility that if the leadership of the Florida GOP, and I have to be partisan because the Republicans have control of the Senate, they have control of the House, they have control of the governor's mansion. So I want to be clear about this right now, is that if this THC bill... Enter the rules. Yeah, if this THC bill goes through, it is because the Florida GOP wants it. And the fact is, is that if that's the case, if that's how they feel, then make them pay for it at the ballot box. OK, you, you get you primary these guys, in the Republican Party uh, who are prohibitionists, you know, elect people in the general election who are not prohibitionists. And this is how we can change the, the face of our government. But as long as there is a, a majority of prohibitionists out there, as long as prohibition and the donors of, of certain political uh, uh, luminaries continue in this state. Uh, to be, you know, anti-cannabis, we're in for a world of hurt. I mean, Gary, uh, w one of the adversaries well-known across the world, Sheldon Adelson, who recently passed away, uh, you know, casino mogul, uh, very big in the cannabis industry in Israel, but very big about preventing cannabis from moving forward here in the United States, actually donated a lot of money to prevent Amendment 2 from happening, to prevent from what we're doing here and help elect these prohibitionists that are currently in office. We have to do better as voters of being educated and we have to vote these prohibitionists out and we have to get involved beyond elections Contact your state representative, contact your state senator, tell them to kill this bill. The THC caps is such a bad bill. Yeah, Sheldon Adelson, who, by the way, had a remarkable resemblance to uh, Jabba the Hutt. Um, <laughs> oh, he, he gave tons of money to the opposition, which is interesting because he was also giving tons of money to research in Israel to look for uh, treatments of nerve disorders because he, in fact, was unable to walk over the last decade or so because of a nerve disorder that was destroying his ability to use his legs. And so he was very self-serving, and he knew that this that this was a medicine. And yet, politically, he found it important to go ahead and give money to prohibitionists to move forward conservative agendas and things of that sort. And even though he's gone, but not forgotten, his, his memory is rotten, and we know that there'll be somebody behind him at all times to continue to, to, to start up the flame. We know the assemblers who had straight ink are still involved in this particular legislature. We know that pharmaceutical industries and folks like uh, um, Smart Approaches to Marijuana and Kevin Sabet and all those folks who were backed up by the pharmaceutical industry with him are behind all this. And we know that they, is, they are being self-serving. They are not considering the important needs of cannabis patients across the state. And those are the people we are concerned about. 
And if you want to be part of the the, uh, <clears throat> the cure to this illness we have in our legislature, we're going to need your help. We're going to need your membership. We're going to need your your talent. <laughs> so your time, your time, treasure. and your treasure. <laughs> the, 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 the three T's that'll bring you to heaven. And we need you to be a part of some coast normal. Now, if you want to go to our blunt thing, you know, it is free for members. So if you get a membership prior to the event, you will get the pin, you will get the mask, and you'll get a chance to come to our and the card. Yes, absolutely. The, 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 the normal card. Be a, a card carrying member of normal, and you will amaze your friends. There's nothing better than smoking blunts at a normal event. Just saying. And, Let's end the day. And in addition, well, hold on. I don't want to end just right yeah, there. I do, I, I, do, I do want to add some more value to our members, uh, understanding that, um, you know, you, we got this great free event for our members, the best best blunt in the bay coming up. But also we do a lot of education for our membership. And yep. so uh, this Wednesday, I'll actually be co-hosting a medical marijuana awareness seminar on utilizing glaucoma uh, to treat, uh, you know, uh, medical marijuana to treat glaucoma um, with one of our business partners, medical marijuana awareness seminars. Um, so there's a link there uh, in the chat uh, feel free to click on it RSVP if you're interested uh, we do help co-host weekly webinars online free of charge uh, about a variety of topics uh, for our members it's free so please by all means uh, you know become a member of Suncoast Normal take advantage of your member benefits uh, another great member benefit is a discount there at Chillum uh, 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 Glass Gallery and CBD Dispensary in Ybor City so uh, you know Carlos has a great array of products uh, amazing glass pipes you uh, you know, and of course, if you're a blunt smoker, you have some of the blessed blunts in town. So, and we are not supported by MMTCs. We don't have any money coming uh, from those people who who are currently uh, in the cannabis industry on the, on the MMTC side. Not that we wouldn't like the money, but we have not taken any of the money at this point in time. <laughs> we, we are we not opposed to, to yeah. generosity and donors. As a matter of fact, we, we do have donors that donate every month to us. Um, shout out to all the, to, to the amazing donors uh, who, who you know give what they can uh, to support, whether you can give $5, $10, $50. You know, but you're member, we're a membership-based organization. Our membership drives our agenda. Our membership drives uh, you know all the great uh, events and, and projects that we're working on. And we just ask that you join us and be a part of making history. And you can catch us on suncoastnormal.org as well as our Facebook page and find out more about what's going to be happening this next week in regards to the bills and things of that sort. We will keep you educated. Be a member, be in the know. <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. This has been The Rotation, and you have been a part of it. You can be a bigger part of it by joining Suncoast Normal. Suncoast Normal is an organization that can help you make the change that we all need. Go to the Suncoast Normal website and become a member, because that is how you become part of the change. You can find The Rotation podcast on both SoundCloud and iTunes but you can always join us in the rotation at suncoastnormal.org. At that very website, you can join the cannabis movement by becoming a member of Suncoast Normal, gain access to cannabis events, cannabis info, Normal's legal network, and even a free membership to National, all by joining Suncoast Normal. That website again is suncoastnorml.org. 
You can also find us on social media at Suncoast Normal. Uh, find us on both Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And thank you, Gary. And good night. Good night.